You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Robert Land, along with House of Houston's Brian Patterson, and welcome to your best daily source of Texans news, views, and interviews. This show brought to you by my bookie. More on that a little bit later. This is our weekly three things to look for show. In just a few minutes, we give you three things to look for in the Colts game Sunday. But before we do that, we need to finish up a couple of bits of unfinished business from earlier in the week. I wasn't happy with dealing Dwayne Brown with the silver lining when we spoke on Monday, Brian, was that when we last spoke to you guys, it was all the good Halloween candy that we got in return for Dwayne Brown, <laughs> the second round pick in 2019, the fifth round pick this year. And to me, getting cornerback Jeremy Lane was huge because, uh, you know, he, he was a guy that could really help out the cornerback situation with the Texans and somebody that could help you this season. Well, he didn't pass the physical, so he's not in the deal. And instead of Lane and that fifth round pick, the Texans now get a third round pick. For most teams, Brian, I'd say awesome deal. But now they've lost the one guy I thought could really help in a badly needed area. And instead, the Texans got Rick Smith's kryptonite. A third round pick. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, with Dwayne Brown, you know, I I always thought that he was worth a a third rounder. uh, But it remains to be seen what Rick Smith's going to do with those third round picks. You know, you got uh, Jalen Strong, Lewis Nix, to name a few. I mean, um, yeah, CJ Fedorowicz, yeah. you want to go through all this crap? Because yeah, yeah, this is yeah, going to exactly. really depress me. <laughs> exactly. And I was trying to think, Braxton Miller, was he a yeah, third? Yeah, he's a third, yeah. Yeah, third. yeah, yeah, as well. So, yeah, that's how I kind of drew a blank there. But, yeah, yeah, with, with this uh, package, I mean, we got all picks, which that's fine with me. It would have been nice to have an active player out there. But I'm, I'm, I'm certainly okay with this. And it's just tough to see number 76 go. I mean, it was great seeing number 76 out there on the offensive line. At least that side, like I've continued to say, was pretty much shored up. So now we're, we're back to square one with Chris Clark and Kendall Lamb. Um, I'm pretty sure Kendall Lamb thought, you know, hey, I'm probably going to be cut for just this week and I'll be right back because I think this deal has been in the works for quite some time. It had been rumored that they were going to do this deal with Seattle. Seattle is trying to contend for something. And they needed some help on that offensive line. So that's what this is all about. But I wish him the best of luck. It, it just sucks the way it ended. But I knew it was going to end, especially just the feud between he and Bob McNair. Boy, I sure hope the offensive line holds up. We're going to talk about that later in the show. But the 49ers game in a few weeks may have gotten much more difficult because something else we didn't get a chance to go over because of all the Dwayne Brown stuff earlier in the week was the Niners getting quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo for a second-round pick. What did you think about that deal? I loved it, and I'm shocked that it happened because with Tom Brady, you know, going into, you know, he's he's going to be, what, 41 next season, going on 42. He's 40 right now. He's still playing at a high level, but there's going to be that moment where he's going to lose his fastball. We don't know when that's going to be, but I, I suspect it's going to be soon. So they played with fire here, you know, trading away your future, um, so they're going to obviously have to use that pick to draft a quarterback this year, and um, and they're going to just have to work that angle from there. As far as the 49ers side, this is an immediate jolt to their offense. Uh, Kyle Shanahan is a wizard with the offense. I mean, when Kyle Shanahan was here, uh, we were pretty darn good 
uh, when you know he was working alongside uh, Kubiak uh, as well. So that that's something that's uh, interesting that that we're going to see. We're going to work on uh, trying to you, you know get as far as in that game. We're going to work with each other. We're going to. Uh, See how our robust our offense is against against theirs. I mean, their defense it's 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 not elite, but their offense it, it certainly is with uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. He's just going to be exciting and fun to watch. And well, forty nine. Do you think it's fair to yeah. judge him though on on just two weeks? You know, what has it been? Two or three starts that yeah. he's got for, yeah. for the for the Patriots. I mean, do we do we know? I mean, sometimes we see the league adjust to you. We don't know. Sometimes we see a guy works great with Belichick, and then all of a sudden. Uh, he goes into oblivion like remember Matt Castle had a year where he was about 10 and 6 or 11 and 5 with Belichick and the Patriots. Mm-hmm. And then he goes other places and he's just a dude after that. I just have a feeling that this guy's going to be the real deal uh, because he's a little bit different. Matt Castle, you know, he had those traits of he was just good because of the system. But I think Jimmy Garoppolo can be good outside of whatever system because he's able to be effective at Eastern Michigan, you know, back in college. You know, and, yes, that was just two starts. But he may not be pretty at first. He, you don't expect him to go, sh- you know, uh, shatter the mold or, or set the world on fire with, with this performance. But I think he's going to be a lot better. And I guess this is anybody, <laughs> everybody's saying that. If anybody can better. make him work, it's uh, Kyle Shanahan. Exactly. If anybody exactly. can make the guy work, it's Kyle Shanahan. And it right. scares you if you're a Texans fan because now that game got a little bit difficult. I'd much rather be going up against Brian Hoyer or yeah. C.J. Beathard or one of those guys. I mean, it's the Texans schedule it doesn't it was it's not as easy as I thought it might be. I mean, it's just it's get it's getting harder by the day with what's going on with the Rams and the 49ers that uh-huh. that division uh, isn't quite as easy as I was hoping it was going to be to to roll through. But, you know, the Texans should still that's a, that's the game, a game that they've got to win. Oh, um, yeah. What just uh, talking about quarterbacks, cool stat on Deshaun Watson. He had 16 touchdown passes in October, the most by a rookie in a calendar month. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. The previous mark, just some guy named Dan Marino. Never heard of him before, but uh, 11. Seems and- like a cool dude. Yeah, he had 11 in uh, October of 1983, if I got that right. So uh, let's talk a little bit about where the Texans are and and from a betting standpoint, Brian, because, you know, we are in unusual territory against the Colts. We're favored by 13. Can you believe this? We're favored by 13 against the Indianapolis Colts. I mean, this is a team that usually just used to take us to the woodshed. Uh, now we've got the quarterback that everybody's talking about around the league. And, you know, they've got a guy that's, uh, it's kind of a wait and see. You got to go, by the way, go listen to that Kent Sterling interview who covers the Colts for 1430 AM and Indy that we had him on yesterday. Make sure to go back and listen if you missed it, because he had some interesting things to say, but 13 points. What do you think? You think they can do it? And, and what, what, when I say 13 points, what do you think about too? I want to get to that. (laughs) Oh, pretty much uh, for from there, you know, the, Vegas is right on the point. Uh, we're this is going to be a hell of a game for our offense. Um, yeah, the, the their cornerbacks are terrible. You know, from from what I understand, and from just the way that they perform, I just don't think they have enough firepower uh, to be able to stop our robust offense. You know, with Deshaun Watson, Will Fuller, and uh, DeAndre Hopkins. You know, they've. Uh, in terms of the, the pressure that they're going to put on Deshaun, I just don't think they have the guys to be able to do it. Now, their front seven, for the most part, 
has some talent, but then their inside linebackers are pretty darn horrible. So um, I, I really do think it's it's going to be 13 points. We may be even over that. Um, I say we win this game by three scores or more. And that leads us into what? This is uh, one of our favorite sponsors. It's talk time to talk a little my bookie, right? And that's exactly what I'm talking about, Rob. You know, ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking for advice. Usually it's what team to bet on this week. Do you have the Texans or do you have the Colts, Chicago or Detroit? Well, let me tell you this. Where you're betting at is just as important as who's your be- who do your- who's your betting on. So that's why I always tell people to go to mybookie.ag. Use promo code LOCKEDON for up to 100% deposit bonus. There are a lot of online sports books out there. MyBookie.ag is the only one that gets my stamp of approval. And you know I don't give that out lightly. To get my endorsement, I've got to personally use them, and that means they have to be the best. And MyBookie.ag is by far the best sports book I've used. MyBookie.ag has been in the business for years, and their rep is rock solid. They do 100% cash bonuses, so off the bat, you're making money for doing nothing. And they have the fastest payouts. Seriously, just two business days. It's no different from betting in a glitzy Las Vegas casino, but you can do it right from your smartphone. Trust me, go to mybookie.ag to place your bets and tell them I sent you using promo code LOCKEDON. Get over there and get the best odds anywhere. 50 and a half is the over and under. I'd almost take the over right now. I said it after the Seahawks game. And, you know, these Mm -hmm. two teams, where's the defense going to come from? I I don't know. It's... uh, indoors at NRG stadium Deshaun's you know he's put up some numbers everywhere but NRG he looks pretty darn comfortable the Colts defense I I would hope that he's going to be pretty comfortable against them I'm taking the over if I'm going with that this could be very Browns-esque as the type of performance we're going to have on Sunday it's going to look a lot like that take it to the bank hope so time to (laughs) hit our three things to look for and Brian former punter Matt Turk wore number one which means Get this. I'm going to need your Matt Turk thing to look for. That means your number one thing to look for. <laughs> Matt Turk, one of my favorite guys. He was around here a long time. You know, for He just you know did pretty well with what he did. And then we have Shane Leckler just from one great guy to another. But Shane Leckler is obviously the greater one. But my number one thing for us to look at is uh, how well the deep ball is going to run for Deshaun Watson. You've got Vontae Davis, who usually is a pretty high-quality corner. He hasn't been good this season. Pierre uh, Desir, um, he's been garbage. Yeah, his uh, pro football, those pro football focus, uh, you know, grades that they have had so far this season, they're at a 45. So that's way under failing. So I think we have a good shot at getting our, our passing game going. Uh, just to let you know, last week uh, Deshaun was 7 for 10 on the deep ball for 202 yards, two touchdowns, one interception for a 112.5 uh, quarterback rating. Under pressure, 7 for 14 for 117 yards, one, touch, one touchdown, two interceptions for a 62.8 quarterback rating. So he still is despite the pressure he's still be able he's still being able to get those throws so two of those interceptions which i believe those were the richard sherman ones were under pressure and um also with this uh play action he was 10 for 14 he used more play action than any other quarterback last week that's 41 percent of the time the, the closest guy was uh 35 that's alex smith he uh, he uses play action a lot so 
Um, he that that was when play action was used, and he was nine for sixteen on plays without uh, any play action. So um, those numbers are going to increase; are going to be a lot more closer to hundred percent as possible for this week, because I don't see where their pass rush is going to come from with the guys that they have. They do have uh, Hankins, um, they have uh, Woods, Anderson, um, as well as uh, uh, Mingo as well on the. Uh, on the on the line there so it'll be interesting to see how that turns out now i'm gonna go with uh this might be a little bit obvious but jacoby Brissett. we remember what he did against us when he was with the patriots last year he's this is yet another test for this defensive line on their containment and and they've got to get this done because the texans let alex smith and russell wilson get out of the pocket and those guys hurt him so much i mean i get it those guys have great legs. They can do all sorts of things uh, when you when you uh, run guys at them. So it's a tough chore. But at some point, Brian, they at least need to slow one of these mobile quarterbacks down. Let's start with Jacoby Brissett. Let's get that done. I mean, this yeah. is something that this is going to be a continuing problem until they figure out. And, and you don't have J.J. Watt anymore. And you don't have Whitney Merciless. So that means just mitigate the damage. Don't let, make the quarterback at least beat you over the top and not running down the field. Exactly. Exactly. And that certainly leads into my uh, second thing, which would be uh, Lamar Houston. How is effective is this going to be as a pass rusher? As you know, Christian Covington is pretty much done for the season with that biceps tear. Uh, so he's got to get that repaired. Lamar Houston got a lot of snaps uh, in Seattle last week. Saw number 58 there out there for a whole bunch. He had 38 snaps. In his first major appearance, he got a 79.9 uh, for his grade. So that's amazing. That's that's an 80, almost an 80. So that that's pretty good uh, just in his appearance uh, coming back. So um, you're, you're going to have one of those guys that's going to be able to, to go out there and stop the run. He can pass rush. I just want to see how effective he is going to be. Um, it, it was a great pickup. Again, we didn't know if he was just a guy or whether he has, still has juice in those legs. Apparently, he's still got something left to prove, and I'm glad we got him while the getting was good. One guy that I'm sick and tired of seeing beat the crap out of the Texans, this is really simple for me. I'm sick and tired of T.Y. Hilton doing work against the Texans. The uh. only time it seems like the Texans get a L in the in the Colts game is when they get beat by this guy. So – Guess what I'm worried about? Don't let Hilton fly to Paris on you. You see what I did there, mm-hmm. the Paris Hilton and everything. But pretty <laughs> darn simple, Brian. This is something I'm, I'm just, you know, you get that done. You, you stay away from the big plays with the Colts. And I, and I don't think they can beat you with the, with the long drives the way we saw with the Seahawks and the Chiefs. Oh, uh, absolutely. And uh, it, it was just embarrassing just to see the, the level of uh, high performance he had against us. I mean, a lot of those were on national television. He ran and caught balls in, in circles around us. And that was back a lot on uh, Kareem Jackson. You know, that was a lot during this time when he was a lot younger, less experienced. And uh, But I, I don't think that that's going to be the case now, uh, especially if he's put on Jonathan Joseph. I would imagine that's going to be the matchup that you're going to be looking at. Uh, for this, you think uh, JJ has week. the speed to hang with him? Though I don't, I, I thought that's been the issue with JJ is he might not be able to hang with Ty okay. and that speed, at, especially at, at JJ's mm-hmm. age. And I, I think it's almost even more important. I feel like he does the real damage against the, the safeties. So I'm looking at 
Marcus Gilchrist. I'm looking right in your face, Marcus Gilchrist, because we need you to show up and make sure you've got him over the top. You cannot let T.Y. Hilton take the top off. That's all there is to it. Right now, he didn't have that great of a game um, in week eight against the Seahawks. Marcus Gilchrist, that is. So, you know, he's got to step up. For the most part, for this season, he has been pretty solid. So this is going to be a true test for him. So you brought up a great point. You know, he he, he certainly is going to have to be that man, that last line of defense uh, to ensure that T.Y. Hilton doesn't get even a sniff toward the end zone. Um, and if Because once that happens, you know, it's over with. But it's just they he doesn't have the quarterback to throw to him had, had if Andrew Luck were playing and TJY or TY Hilton were were playing uh, it, it would be a lot different uh, in terms of what we would see but I just don't think that it's going to happen uh, because they're still trying to, to figure this thing out as they lose game after game after game what's your number three what do you got numero tres tres uh, yes absolutely the we were talking about this earlier and it's our effectiveness in, uh, uh, in in the run. How effective is are the Colts going to be able to stop our run? How we're going to be able to get the running game going? The Colts are 19th in run defense. They, they give up 116.4 yards per game. So you've got Hankins, uh, you got Woods, Anderson, Mingo, and um, – you have uh, shared as well out on uh, the line there. Can can they defend our guys? And I, I would have to say no, although they're, they are very much talented um, in terms of what we have uh, out there. We um, – Deontay Foreman, is he going to be used for this game? Uh, we, he was a no-show. We, we talked about our theories on why he didn't he didn't dress or why he wasn't available to to suit up because you know Alfred Blue now, he was suited touches. up. That's not yeah. the problem. Bill O'Brien didn't want to play him because he didn't quote unquote practice. I mean, we know we talked about that. We know it's yeah. we don't know what happened. You know how much of that had to do with the walkout and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So yeah, I want to see Deontay Foreman. I, I I'm tired of this uh, Texans franchise not moving to the guy that we know is the future you wasted you know you wasted the first game of the season because you just didn't put Deshaun Watson out there uh now now we're realizing that now that be, that has become obvious now I, I was one of those guys that thought you know let's 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 see Savage but uh if you're going to be honest with yourself and and and, and that offensive line if I would have realized that the offensive line was going to be that much of a disaster, and I probably should have, then then Deshaun should be out there. But, you know, Alfred Blue's not the future. Lamar Miller really isn't even the future. Lamar Miller's only got probably a couple more years left. These running back lifetimes are short. So oh, the yeah. guy on the on that we got to see, yeah, you're right. It, it is Deontay Foreman. I mean, that's there's no there's no doubt about that. My, my third thing, no more Dwayne Brown, so that means Chris Clark. You got to be adequate, and that sounds pretty obvious. But I'd say my biggest concern from here on out, offensively, is the o- offensive line. Keep Deshaun from getting killed, guys. I mean, we, you yeah. know, will we see the rookie Davenport get worked in more? We talked about that the other day. That could be a solution. Yeah, they re-signed Kendall Lamb, as you said, Brian, earlier. But I got to, you know, confetti, big, big yawn, big yawn <laughs> on that one. Um, I worry about Watson's health the rest of the way. I'm going to keep saying it because this offensive line, uh, it's it's no good. I mean, you looked at the pro football focus numbers. It, it wasn't pretty, right? Outside no. of outside of maybe, what, Dwayne Brown? Was, and Nick Martin. And that's it. And that's Every, all, Everybody and that's, else is horrible. And that's all And that's all it has been. And, and I mean, that's now you got no Dwayne Brown, and now you're down to Chris Clark. And 
uh, Giacomini, Jeff Allen. We know this story. It's just not good. There's no, there's nowhere to go with it too. I mean, that's the exactly. thing that stinks. I mean, Kyle Fuller can, you know, cause he, I mean, is he ever a possibility? I mean, I, he must be, he must not have much of a future if they're, they're not even giving him a, a sniff with what we've seen from Jeff Allen and Greg Mance. I just don't think he's ready. He just, he's, he hasn't learned enough to, to be out there and, he what the biggest action he got this year was when we were out of tight ends. He was a blocker. We used him. What was that week three against the Patriots? We didn't have any tight ends, and so that that's the most we've seen out of Kyle Fuller this season. But he's a seventh round pick. I mean, what do you, what do we expect to get out of him? But some seventh round picks, uh, you know, actually turn out to be something. I'm not throwing in the towel on Kyle Fuller, but I think the reason why we haven't seen him is because honestly, he's just not ready. I want to give a quick shout out to uh, Space Water Bear uh, on Twitter. Great points about Dwayne Brown McNair today. He's talking about the show back on Monday, earned a bit, or Monday or Tuesday. I think it was maybe that was the Tuesday show. So uh, great points about those guys. He said, and earned a big fan here with this, especially. Thanks so much for Space Water Bear on, on Twitter. Appreciate the love. Uh, we got to talk about getting a free subscription to Pro Football Focus because you've heard Brian reference it a bunch during this show and the great stats and the great ways that you can, you know, just learn about what happened during the Texans, that something maybe that you might have missed, uh, how guys are looking. And it's easy to win a free subscription, right? What, what do you got to do to get a free subscription? Absolutely. All you have to do is to go onto iTunes, rate us, tell us how we're doing. Uh, are we going, are we doing good? Are we doing bad? What can we do to improve? Cause we want to hear from you. We, we give it, give us all you got. And while you're doing that, leave a way that you can be identified your Twitter handle, Instagram, email address, whatever you want to give. Cause we want you to win. We pick one winner a week and you could be that lucky one to get a pro football edge package, a $40 value to give you all the advantage you need to crush the competition. I think we both think the Texans are going to win big on Sunday. Would you say that's accurate? I would say that's very accurate. <laughs> Unless something catastrophic happens, like just John Watson gets hurt. And I don't even want to jinx that. That's the only way that this game is going to get out of hand for us, where we can't, it's out of reach. You like to give a score. Do you have one? Uh, if I were a guessing man, this would be something like 24 to 7. 24 to 7. I yeah. think there's going to be a lot more points in that on the board. I like that <laughs> that over on that 50 point over under. Yeah. I think the Texans run out. I think they can go out and score. 50 or 30 again, which, which is what they've been doing recently. That's just, that's what they do now. The Texans, they're an offensive juggernaut. Mm-hmm. Who would have believed it, you know, just a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. but that is the truth. And uh, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the game on Sunday, but it's one of those games that all you can feel is disappointed because it's a game. You feel like you, you got to win. You got to beat the Colts. It's not, all right. oh, you got a chance to really make something really incredible happen like you did against the Seahawks and the Chiefs and unfortunately they they missed a couple of those opportunities there but yeah this is a game this is a must win if you lose this you're not making the playoffs and I'm just going to say that right off the top (laughs) you're not making the playoffs if you lose this game end of story uh Brian just quickly let's close the show out if you're a new listener pass the word along to a friend let them know they can find us on iTunes and all your regular podcast apps keep up with the everything that's going on in Houston sports on houseofhouston.com I'm giving you post games. We've been doing it after every single game over on Houston Sports Talk on the Astros with me and my co-host, R.G. Seal. It has been a blast. We've gotten probably 2,000 listens in the last couple of weeks. 
from people out there. So uh, please go check that out if you haven't. You can, again, you can find it on all the same places, iTunes. We have a, an Android app that's free with Houston Sports Talk, which is kind of cool. So if you have an Android, that's it. There you go. You got a free app, and it's really, really easy to use, too. So that's pretty cool. Rockets, well, you know where to go. It's Ben Dubose, Locked On Rockets. It's part of our Locked On Network. And uh, just that's it. We'll talk to you again, the two of us anyway, on Sunday for the postgame show. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are-